Phoenix Overlook Pop Culture. And welcome to the final episode of the podcast for 2014. Um, this is Thomas Holbrook II, and I'm going to be flying solo on this one today. And the reason why I'm doing that is um, it's the holidays. Everybody else who's been working very hard, taking time out of their busy schedules to help out with the show, you know, they they deserve a break. And they're spending time with family and friends and what have you. And it's very, very exciting um, to kind of look back at this year and and see what was accomplished. Because, honestly, I never imagined getting this far. Over 50-plus episodes of, you know, original content, discussions, and everything else. And I've noticed that, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, the creative juices and what have you. It's flowing back in me again. And it's very exciting to have goals in the future and and have a direction and have some sort of idea as to what you want to do. So, without further ado, let's let's get started. Um, first of all, this year has been kind of um, it's been a year of changes. A year of chaos, in a sense, because I went from an environment that I had an idea of, which I, let me make something clear, I didn't get to explore the entirety of Warrensburg, Missouri, but I was more familiar with it, with familiar, blah, you know, I and I can't even talk right today, but that's alright, I'm human, we're going to try this again. Uh, with familiarity, you know, breeds comfort, and and that can sometimes bring complacency uh, to that person's, you know, psyche in a sense, and it brought complacency to mine. But there was this discomfort uh, moving to a new place um, due to having somebody special in their life, and I'm. You know, I'm still out of my element, to be honest. Um, I, you know, I never really will be a really small town person, though I do admire the environment of a small town. It's just there's not enough for me to look forward to, um, and everything else. So, and maybe that'll change. Um, there is a there's businesses that are opening up, changing, what have you, and perhaps that'll be what's needed to kind of make things a little bit more exciting uh, for the right reasons, I might add. Um, for the size of town that I'm in, there's a, a fair-sized police presence, which kind of indicates there's some issues. <laughs> but but that's the uniqueness of each individual town. Um, I grew up mile outside of a very, very small town, even smaller than Holden, and had a total at the time of one police officer, and that was it. So, um, so imagine, imagine a town that's not too terribly, terribly much, you know, bigger in population, like, 
like at the time it was over 600 and Leeton and 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 Holden's consistently stayed above 2000 or so according to the little population thing on their town's signage um which which depending on which entrance you take is not always the numbers aren't consistent so um <laughs> you know i guess they were um too lazy to change them i don't know but uh anyway um some changes went through my life and and 2014 has been interesting to say the least. Um, you learn, you learn something about people you decide to move in with, but you also learn something about yourself. And after observing the whole year, um, I was reminded of why the next report was started in the first place. You see, back in the day. And this this the site's been, you know, off and on since two thousand six, in different forms and incarnations. WordPress has been used, um, straight up HTML. Thanks in part to visual HTML editors, because yeah, I I, I learned how to code in HTML, but you know, in school and everything else to an extent, but I was not going to spend all my time with a text editor. I needed to see visually on the screen what the thing is looking like and everything else, but I digress yet again. It's been in existence since 2006, and I I started in alternative media after realizing that the film outfoxed only discussed the biggest part of the problem at the very end of the film it was it basically bashed the fox news channel and rightfully so there there's there were several issues with it but it was actually with the lack of competition from big media outlets and they kind of danced around the actual solution to the problem which is more competition quite frankly is what is needed but you have to have the guts to do it in the first place. So I, I did it, but I did did it from a different angle and and made some mistakes along the way. And throughout all of that and throughout my life, it's been slow going. I mean, I I have not made much as much progress as I could have, but sometimes it takes a while slow going to kind of figure out what direction you want to go in. And the reason why I started that website was because there were certain things that I've explored that I noticed a common theme in. It's a lot of stuff gets misunderstood, miscategorized, and all that good stuff. And and sometimes it's just, you know, in mainstream type publications, it's sometimes outright unfairly treated and everything else. And there's always been a lack of understanding for various things that I've observed throughout the years. And I'll put it to you this way. The most mainstream things, as close to mainstream as you can get, that have, you know, that I've, you know, come across that still get stigmatized to this day is professional wrestling and, you know, video games. Video games have, you know, it's entered like a lot of mainstream consciousness because on your smartphone you can play games casually nowadays we the nintendo we got people off the couch and moving around a little bit 
And the games that came out of that, Grandma and Grandpa joined in on the fun, too. But the reason why the website was started was to help people have a better understanding of what's going on um, and everything else. And so that if a media outlet has people covering a story and they have no idea what a certain concept is, um, the next report would be one thing that they can go to to actually find out more about something and not have false assumptions. Let me give you an example. Um, Many moons back, there was a couple named Ed and Elaine Brown. They're among those who believe that the the law regarding the, you know, regarding federal income tax, that there was no law in regards to the federal income tax, that, you know, they didn't have to pay it, just, and that they'd be willing to pay it if the people would just show them the law regarding this. It's and there's been a lot of embattled people throughout the years over this thing. Long story short, there was a big old standoff with, between them and the federal government. There were supporters of theirs that rallied behind them. And a TV station, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, didn't understand Ed Brown's you know press conference. What was he doing with that phone? It seemed incoherent. What was going on? And what they didn't understand was that while he was having a press conference, he was on his cell phone because he was also broadcasting via the radio through micro-FM broadcasting and internet streaming. Um, he was doing kind of a simulcast thing and using what he had available. And something tells me that that television station didn't realize that that was what he was doing, because there was there are still certain segments of you know news media that don't realize or don't fully understand, though it's been getting better over the recent years and months. That one of the ways that people had a you know, kind of undergroundish radio show of sorts, was they would call in through their phone. And, that, and that's part of the reason why some hosts on certain, like, independent networks of sorts sounded like they were talking to you on the phone, because literally they were. They call in to the station, and from there... They do their thing with their technology to where basically it's a one-sided phone conversation that's broadcast to many people. So he was doing that, you know, doing that in a sense while there were video cameras recording him and everything else, maybe live, what have you. He was also uh, broadcasting through his cell phone uh, and everything else. So that's what was going on, except they didn't understand what he was doing. And and it took me until this year to finally kind of figure out, okay, this is what it's supposed to be about. Um, I started the podcast to kind of encourage myself to keep working on the website a little bit by little bit by little bit. I went from, you know, 
E107 to... Well, I went from HTML to E107 back to maybe um, WordPress, and I went back and forth between many platforms. Then finally, I went back to WordPress because I remembered why the old version of E107 was problematic. It was notorious for spam bots. So... Uh, and I was not willing to learn the new E107. It just, I was like, no, that's okay. Um, WordPress, I did very well with, and that's what I use to this very day uh, for the site. And what I'm going to do also with with the magazine is I'm going to transition away from PDF. PDF is wonderful. The only problem is that people don't want to have to download a separate file they just want to view the contents and it's a valid criticism um, I chose PDF because I wanted the same look and feel across multiple platforms the only problem is that not everybody wants to open a PDF file which can get very huge very very quickly um, though I imagine file size problems may pop up for different reasons as I'll get into in a moment uh, 2014, um, it was a year that, uh, it, it's, and I'm just going to jump back and forth, I'm going to tell you that right now, um, I, because I need to, because I'm kind of trying to streamline my thoughts and shoot from the hip, and winging it, um, because I need to, today, and honestly, I had something pre-recorded, but I realized it was not as well done as it could have been. So I scrapped it, and I am recording this to you, you know, recording this um, the day before Christmas Eve. You know, it's 8.11 p.m. Central Standard Time currently, as of recording this, December 23rd, 2014. We are on the cusp of the end of... 2014 this year, at the end of this year, and we're going into the new year and everything else. And some people, you know, and this is going to kind of give a preview of some of the stuff we're going to get into next year, both on the website, on the podcast, um, and more stuff on YouTube, to be honest, um, because uh, it's kind of been an untapped platform to a point and everything else. But here's the thing. I, I saw an article regarding 2014 saying that it sucked for video games, and I, I read it, and some a lot a lot of stuff I agreed with, and at least one point I disagreed with heavily on, but for different reasons than some may suspect, because nowadays it's not that hard to manufacture threats against yourself. And that's the thing that we have to be cautious of, um, as I'll get to in a moment as well. So what has 2014 been? Uh, 2014 has been a year of growing pains for many, throughout many industries and what have you, because there's recognition that we're doing great, great things, but there's also voices that show up that proclaim that they're on this particular side of a debate, and they may not necessarily be on this that particular side of the debate. They may actually want to bend it 
to their own purposes. Um, what do I mean by that? Um, there are some who are arguing that certain things in certain video games um, basically promotes misogyny and what have you, except when digging deeper, there's a lot of cherry-picking. And it, it's just, it gets insane after a while. But then again, when you look at the Anita Sarkeesians of the world, you suddenly discover that the Anita Sarkeesians of the world are basically the Ann Coulters of the world and the Michael Moores of the world. Their main purpose is to stir the pot and, you guessed it, make money from doing so. Um, they're, they're a form of shock jock. Nothing more, nothing less. And the best way to deal with them is not to let your emotions overcome you. Um, if you are unable to debate them because they happen to control the platform in which they're speaking on, that can erase or not allow dissenting viewpoints that come off as logical, the best thing to do is to not engage them in the first place and walk away. Um, that's how you deal with them best. Leave, leave the arduous task to those who have more energy and more patience than you or I do. And that's how I feel about that. Um, the thing of it is, people who play video games have been marginalized and falsely accused as a whole of, by, by some, not by everybody, but by some, they've been misclassified as racists, misogynistic bigots. And yet again, we have a misunderstanding of what fans of video games play the video games for, and it's simply entertainment. Um, some people, ha they treat it as kind of an escape from the drudgery of the real world. Um, there are those who have PTSD, but video games help calm them down. And that's the thing that some people may not realize when they're, when they're doing their shock shock thing just for hits on YouTube or what have you, all of a sudden, you're, you're sucking the fun out of something. I'm going to make something clear to a lot of people right now. Those who play video games and enjoy them on a regular basis, a lot of the times, these are the same people who could care less about politics, who could care less about a lot of serious subjects because they don't want to take themselves seriously all the time in life. They just want to be left alone so they can relax and enjoy one of their favorite hobbies. That'd be like me saying chess is for sissies, creating all kinds of false arguments to you know, support my position and everything else. People have their own favorite hobbies, leave them alone, is what they're saying. They're tired of being attacked by one group or another, or people proclaiming to be a part of one group, which, which by the way, there, there are those who claim they're feminists, but they act more prudish than some religious zealots that I've encountered over the years, which is just 
very, very interesting, to say the least. It, but it remi- but that year reminded me of why the next report exists because there were people who jumped in from both sides of this whole debate, this whole GamerGate thing, which it should be more than a hashtag because there were companies that did some things that were just that were just kind of uh, sketchy from several hour em- review embargoes, which um, thank goodness that that's. Thank goodness there are publications willing to push back against that one. To disclosing personal relationships with people that some may write about on certain websites. Because that has kind of gotten out of hand, hasn't it? And it's not the only issue. I, um, Stephen Kelly and I discussed this regarding writing for video game websites, and he wrote for one that's very, very popular, and he encountered the issue when the money started rolling in, saying, oh, we can't badmouth this company until their ads are out of rotation. And that's kind of harmful, isn't it? But anyway, part of the reason why the next report exists is to help people understand these demographics a little bit better and to kind of, you know, remove some misunderstanding and debunk misunderstandings because when somebody doesn't understand something or they're, you know, you know, they're trying to get a story out as quickly as possible, and deadlines can be a real, real bitch, let me tell you. Um, This is why I'm not going to write for, you know, why I'd never write for a big-time mainstream newspaper, because, you know, it's... To quote the one line in a certain movie, I think it was regarding a runway bride or something like that, It, you know... Newspaper writing is basically literature in a hurry. And you have to hurry as fast as you can just to get that deadline met and everything else. And it can be a real hassle and a real pain. And the internet has made it both easier and harder to meet those deadlines. Um, (laughs) Easier because you can get the thing published faster, but harder because you have to act even faster and sometimes doing research still takes more time than people care to spend. So we run into this problem where people from various outlets publish things and say, oh, well, there's a lot of misogyny from gamers who use the hashtag Gamergate, when in reality it's a micro... One incident was a microcosm of many, many issues... Um, that have spiraled and gotten out of control, have gotten out of hand, but there's some good things that have come about it. Um, and this is part of the growing pains that we're talking about now. What, for starters, there are those who are now starting to speak out and say, you know what, just because somebody says they are a feminist doesn't necessarily mean they are a feminist who wants fair treatment for all. Um and saying that, you know, manipulative people exist across every political piece of the political spectrum. At least that's what I took away from it. And that just because somebody says something you agree with doesn't mean you automatically turn your brain off. Um, You need to be thinking 
most of the time when you're awake. The only time your brain should be off is when you're kind of, you know, sleeping or resting or whatever. So, that's like saying, oh, I can trust blindly everything Michael Moore says because he's bashing George W. Bush and I don't care for George W. Bush. Well, but then you start looking at the techniques he was using in his films, how it could be misleading and everything else. And he, he even he even said later on camera that, you know, a lot of his films are like an op-ed piece in the newspaper. With op-eds, they need to be taken with a grain of salt, and you need to think more and more, instead of less and less. And this, this part of the reason why I don't identify myself as a journalist, and I'm, this isn't meant to attack the field of journalism in and of itself. I understand the, the perspective of objectivity, but objectivity is an illusion. The only way to be truly objective is to turn yourself into an automaton. In other words, not a human, but we're all human. With that said... Disclosure is a great way of minimizing any ill effects towards you for not talking about potential conflicts of interest. Um, One particular individual, good, bad, or indifferent, no matter how hard we try, our personal lives will cross it over into our professional parts of our lives. There's no way around this. There were people dating one particular person. They they simply mentioned them in an article. And then all of a sudden, something gets posted about, you know, how a relationship just went sour because it, you know, it was a it was sort of a poly relationship except without the consent beforehand. So, what had happened was the guy decided, I'm going to let people know about this person so that maybe they don't wind up hurt like he did. And, you know, kind of letting out frustrations as well. Okay, fair enough. Now, even with screenshots of entire conversations, and even with all that was written... We don't know the full story, and chances are we never will. With that said, when it's discovered that that um, this person, through through the information provided, this person had been dating people that had wrote about them in articles on websites and everything else, no, ma- no matter what actually happened, good, bad, or indifferent, it did not look very good. <laughs> it looked very, very shady. And it was more of a straw that broke the camel's back. And that's that's the big issue at hand, that part of the good things that came out of it was some websites changed their policies, editorial policies, and in order to address potential conflicts of interest in the first place. And it's something they should have done in the first place, should have had in place at the very beginning, but for whatever reason, did not. So some good has come out of this, and you also have, again, pushing back against, you know, know, review embargoes. 
and saying that if you try to restrict when we can write a review about a game, don't send us a pre-release because we won't review it. Because we've also saw a year of broken games where, you know, um, Shaggy, Curtis, and myself have, you know, discussed in the past. And glitches in various video games have popped up more and more, especially this year, whereas other glitches were a little bit better hidden at the very least. But I digress yet again. 2014 is kind of growing pains because, you know, more and more people are caring enough to want to get involved in various um, activities, whether it's political, whether it involves, you know, social issues and what have you. And part of that growing pains is recognizing, you know, those who legitimately are wanting to change things for the better and those who are basically trolling for hits and nothing more. And it's hard to distinguish that sometimes because somebody may sound so sincere and everything else, but you notice that when you're the one with the sign in the streets, this person's nowhere to be found, but if you show up on Tumblr, uh, they're right there for you. Or not really for you, but they're just right there. Only on the internet, not necessarily in real life. And that's when you start discovering that, hmm. And this isn't to say internet activism is not, is not a valid form of activism. It's just not the only form of activism out there. But that's part of the growing pains, isn't it? Learning, learning who the shock jocks are and learning who actually are working in particular industries to make things better and everything else, and discovering that companies that are treating their customers like dirt should get punished for it by lost sales and games and everything else. And EA has taken a lot of flack over some, you know, recent decisions over the years regarding various games and what have you. And now people are deciding that enough's enough. They they want quality products, not products that, frankly, are, you know, crap. And that's been clear as day for a long, long time. So... What we're seeing now is people deciding, instead of following rhetoric blindly, to look into things themselves and and start going deeper and deeper and actually thinking about things and then starting to formulate a solution to the problem. Because recognizing that there is a problem is one thing, but recognizing what the problem actually is is the next crucial step. So... That's that's that. Now, what 2014 has also been is, uh, you know, it's growing pains, kind of a tr- transitionary type of period that we're going through as well. We had the midterm elections, which, thankfully, this year um, the podcast has kind of you know distanced itself from politics to a point because uh, throughout throughout all of 2013 or virtually most of 2013, rather, or a good chunk of it, there was there was talk of politics and foreign policy and what have you, and while I enjoy discussions on those, 
that wasn't the only thing that the show was supposed to be about. And and I was and I'm still reminded that there's a reason why the next report exists, and it's to cover, you know, Unix-like operating systems, computers surrounding them, free and open source software, and overlooked pop culture stuff that's has such a dedicated following, but it's often, you know, miscategorized, mischaracterized, and what have you, and misunderstood. And to this day, you know, a lot of these things like video games, manga, anime, and what have you, it's still miscategorized and misunderstood. And don't get me wrong, there's there's nutty portions everywhere, no matter where we go, but we don't always separate things out correctly, and we lump things in together because it's much, much easier. So, the transitionary part, you know, there's been a change in the political landscape in the nation's capital, and we'll see how that goes. But we, that transitionary period has also involved the very people that we've looked to to be entertained over the years, and and suddenly we wake up one morning and they're no longer with us. Um, we have witnessed news. We have, you know, kind of in a sense as a nation, as in the United States at least, have witnessed the death. In a sense, not not you know, figur- figuratively speaking, not literally. We we woke up to. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, excuse me. We woke up to, you know, the death of the ultimate warrior. And the ultimate warrior is, you know, the notorious professional wrestler who beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania in the Sky Dome and for the WWE Championship. And it was it was supposed to be a transitionary period. Um Unfortunately, the fans still won Hulk Hogan. Uh, WWE, frankly, treated the guy like, you know, crud at the very, very end of things. And he finally got inducted into the Hall of Fame because, you know, after so many years, eh, the bitterness on all sides needed, frankly, to come to an end. And so, the Ultimate Warrior was inducted and... After the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, he died of a heart attack and everything else. And, you know, Nancy Grace has a misleading episode talking about wrestlers who died young and insinuating that all wrestlers died because of steroid use, except um, Andre the Giant was included in, you know, wrestlers who died except he had a medical issue that caused him to die. Um, but that, that part of that transitionary period with the celebrities dying, and Robin Williams was among them, and, and all of that, and, 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 you know, you wake up and some of your favorite people are, you know, suddenly dead. And then we wake up one morning and we find out that some of the people we grew up with in our childhood weren't the people we thought they were. And the, the guy f- from uh, Seventh Heaven, I believe, the, the, the show about the family that, you know, where the father was a preacher at a church 
who admitted to having certain contact with children that was not so very appropriate. And we start discovering that some people aren't who we thought we were. And we start discovering that we should stop putting celebrities on a damn pedestal. Because, like us, they too are human beings who are fallible, who will make mistakes in their life. And some of those mistakes are so grave that, well, it really, really sucks when you discover these things. But we're also discussing issues like, you know, social stratification, what have you. Growing pains, transitionary type of stuff... And, and frankly, trying to figure stuff out now, because, you know, even with shrinking gas prices, we're still, some of us are still very pessimistic about the economy, saying that lower gas prices or, or lower oil prices are bad for the economy and everything else and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's what happens when speculators rely on one trick to make them rich, instead of adjusting as needed. And you know this is you know this is what happened to people who were millionaires. Suddenly they are bankrupt because they didn't pay attention to the market, or they didn't pay attention to legislation or regulations that suddenly changed things to where it's no longer in their favor. They didn't adapt accordingly, and now they're losing out. So that's you know kind of my take on that. So we've we've got we're going through some growing pains throughout the world. Um, we're discovering that that maybe just maybe intervening to one time too many is creating a bigger and bigger mess. And we're trying to clean up that mess, but you know sometimes we just need to walk away now um, before we create a mess that we for sure have to clean up, and it will cost us even more and everything else. And it's kind of a nasty cycle and all of that and now suddenly you discover that certain people who seemed underground are more mainstream than you thought with the problem being that they are not the same that they once were people who decided to let people make copies of their works just so more people could see it and everything else now all of a sudden they're they're not they're not doing as much filmmaking or as much of what they used to do and things don't quite seem the same as they once were which brings me to what's happening with the website um for a long time, I believed that I shouldn't be asking for money. In fact, um, it's kind of on the corner of the website to where people can donate if they really want to. But here's the thing: I don't really talk about raising money. I really, I really haven't because, frankly, I don't like doing it. It's just there's too many people who, who you know who do that, and and it just, for the longest time, never really felt right to me. It just, people are struggling with whatever they're struggling with, and I don't like asking for their hard-earned money. 
And I imagine I'm not the only one that's gone through this dilemma. But at the same time, um, running the website does cost money. Right now, not a whole lot. But if traffic does grow significantly within you know next several months, then the hosting that I have, the type of hosting that I have, will not be sufficient. I'll have to upgrade it to something a little bit more sophisticated. Like and the the next step it being either cloud server or um, virtual private server, or even a dedicated server, which that's not going to be for a very long time, if at all. Um, uh, having a nice sip of my one of my favorite brand of drinks there. So anyway. This whole, you know, growing pains and transitionary type of period, you know, it comes, you know, to an uh, there comes an understanding that if you if you can't sell something, sell an idea, because some of the people that I kind of dropped at the beginning of the show, they were willing to market and sell ideas, or at least a perspective of an idea. Sell being able to sell a perspective is what, you know, successfully builds an audience. And being able to have control over an audience as well has helped, in a sense. Um, Some of the, you know, and some types of control of an audience can be healthy, but in some cases, in a lot of cases, actually, it can actually be harmful to dialogue, too. And so that kind of power, you know, should be used very, very responsibly. On the other hand, um, you know, talking about control of an audience can be very taboo too, and that's kind of why you know I tend to you know it, having commentary or having comments and feedback is like pulling teeth from a crocodile to me. I every time I've made kind of an attempt, nothing. There's crickets. Um, there's maybe one or two comments here and there on the fan page and what have you and everything else, but it doesn't go further than that. But the thing of it is, I can't be afraid of selling an idea. Because, yeah, there's a lot of angry, vitriolic comments for people who say things that can be controversial or or just plain stupid actually in some in many cases too but they're the ones that have an audience and who are able to get the attention of everybody else and they're not afraid hell they actually enjoy it in some cases because the more comments you have at least on a Facebook fan page the more likely your posts are to show up in everybody's feed unless they decide to not have it in their feed anymore. So, <laughs> but most people will not do the unfollow thing or not hide from their own, you know, Facebook feed. So the more comments you have, the more shares you have, the more likely you are to show up. And that's that basic formula really has not changed at all. But... The thing is, I have to be willing to sell myself, the website, uh, what we can do, and everything else in order to grow everything and make it 
better. And that's what I want to do, because the mainstay of the site has been the podcast, quite frankly. And I want to thank the good people who make and maintain Podcast Generator for helping make this possible, because, frankly, they make it easy to maintain the feed. But, again, I keep that separate from WordPress for a reason, because, you know, I... I'd rather not jack anything up, and plus, I like the idea of FTPing each individual episode because, yeah, I record it at very high quality, keep it at high quality, so that I can, you know, sound decent and, and co host sound decent and not like it's coming out of a tin can. Uh, that's, that, that's how I feel about that. But the thing of it is. I have a goal for the website for the next report itself. The first goal is to have each issue by the end of March, have each issue that's already been published converted over to an HTML page of their own. Because that's the format that's going to be in from now on is HTML. And in some cases, HTML5 elements for video and audio will be used. And the reason behind that is quite simple. It The HTML5 will be part of a premium type of thing where if somebody orders a subscription, they can get a digital download and inside that archive, once they extract it, boom! Boom! <laughs> They, they see exclusive video type stuff where where you get a behind the scenes look in some cases or or you see an extra kind of tutorial that is filmed and everything else that you may not see everywhere else and you may not you know you may not necessarily see on YouTube until several months maybe after the fact or something like that while the while the free version is online, is published later, in other words, subscribers get first dibs, but the big difference being that those pages where these issues are digitally published online will have, you know, ads inside of them. Ads that, you know, from Google AdSense for, for the time being, because... I, you know, I would do the whole, hey, buy an ad spot from us here, except the problem with that is then they want to know your, your website metrics and everything else. And unless you already have a huge, huge, huge audience, which, frankly, we don't at the moment, you know, we, I imagine we have people who do listen. But the thing of it is, unless you have a humongous audience, it's kind of a waste of time to sell ad space in the first place. And to me, there's a much simpler solution uh, to the whole thing. So that, so goal number one is to, to, well, goal number one is to have, long-term goal number one, have all the issues converted, and it will have all the old, old stuff in it, including old reviews and everything else, and they'll automatically have AdSense ads and everything else in them. And and ordering back issues of those, um, you know, if you really wanted to, you could, but there there really would be no point. Um, only only point would be to have the ads removed. 
and ad-free copies emailed to you or whatever. It's it, it it would just be kind of a waste of time. But the new issues would all have um you know totally new content, totally new you know new things um and everything else. And there and there would there'll still be stuff posted on the website, on, you know, a little bit more often preferably. But um here's the thing. The long-term goal number 2 is is to not only have, you know, you know, more than 70 episodes obviously because um the first episode of the new year is going to be number 70 um guaranteed. But to actually get at least two more co-hosts to the podcast, you know, especially if they're female, because you know we kind of need to balance things out a little bit and have new perspectives on and and frankly it'd be fun to have different people on different days be able to record something send it in everything gets edited down to where it's where it's you know where it works and then it's published because we all have different schedules so we're not always able to meet on the same days and what have you and and having some episodes where you don't always hear my voice is very, very important. Um, it, and actually, it's a, it's a very good idea to me because, you know, frankly, I don't like the sound of my own voice. I don't go back and listen. I'm, I'm like CM Punk in that regards in which he doesn't rewatch his own matches anymore. I don't go back and listen to my own voice because I think... From my perspective, my own voice sounds terrible, so I don't do it. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the thing of it is, long-term goal number two is to have more content on the website, period, in addition to having co-hosts. And long-term goal number three is is a challenge to myself, and that challenge is it could take one month... And that, and if it's success, if it is successful in a single month, hey, more power to me that the goal is met. Or if it takes, if it takes until right on this time next year to pull it off, I'll call it good too. But I want to be able to bring in money with this venue, bring in at least enough to cover. You know, basically, it would be enough to cover, you know, expenses, living expenses, the equivalent of living expenses for a month. It would, you know, it would include, you know, rent, it would include utilities, it would, you know, kind of an average number of utilities thereabouts. Some of it would be inflated to a point because, you know, it fluctuates throughout the year um, and everything else. But, you know, the average of stuff. Internet obviously being one of them, and that sort of thing. Living expenses. Because, well, okay, internet may be, not necessarily be a part of living expenses, and it wouldn't necessarily include gas or, or food, but, but, the, but the type of things. I'm going to go with, you know, kind of a roundabout figure of $600, because... That's kind. Of, that's kind of an average for for some, depending upon where they're at in the country, what type of job they have, what their needs are. Six hundred, six to seven hundred is 
is about the average for at least at least the area that I'm in for for you know kind of monthly exp- you know min- bare minimum monthly expenses without including food and fuel and other things. Um, the goal the goal is about six to seven hundred. At least six hundred, seven hundred would be nice. And that, and if I can meet that in one month, hey, I've got it made. I'll keep doing the website. We'll keep growing and everything else. But if by the time, by this time next year, I don't pull this off, by the, well, not necessarily this time. If I don't pull it off by the thirty-first of this month next year then I'll quit doing it. Um, that mean, that will mean that the podcast will stop, everything else will stop, and I will move on with my life in that sense, and everything else. I've dicked around with this thing since 2006, and it's time that I actually you know, take this seriously. Not in the sense of, oh, it's a job now, therefore I must hate it, because that's why a lot of people don't turn their hobbies into a business because they no longer will like it. I started this thing because I wanted to have fun with it in the first place, and if it brings in more money for me and everybody else, more power to all of us. But the thing of it is is I have to be, you know, serious about doing this. And 6 to 700 it could be a single month that it takes. It could be an entire year, even bringing in that equivalent and everything else. <sighs> Having a nice, refreshing beverage is actually a good idea, by the way. Um, part of the reason I coughed earlier is because my throat was getting dry, so. Um, anyway, the, the the big thing right now is I can't be afraid of asking for money anymore because this goal has been set. I have no more excuses whatsoever because if I don't do it, then I will seize the website. Uh, it, it'll still be up and running and everything else. I just won't add to it anymore. It will be locked forever, and what have you. And it'll be done. And then within a couple of years, everything would be basically erased, in that sense, by having an account deleted, and what have you. And that's the thing of it all. And yeah, it is pressure on myself, but it's the good kind of pressure, the type that says okay, you need to do something with this. There's a reason you keep coming back to this each and every time, and deep down it's because you want to do this. But you have to have a direction, and it took it took a long time to come back to what the direction of the whole website was supposed to be in the first place. And yeah, conspiracy theories are going to get discussed in some form, facet, or another, because that's that part of the culture that culture is very fascinating and very entertaining and very very intriguing 
end, misunderstood, there are people who say one group is the same as another, and then suddenly they discover there's so many factions, and that's what makes it fascinating. But one of the th- one of the th- things that um, that can uh, occur in terms of raising or bringing in that money, and by the way, um, having a crowdfunding campaign is also a good idea for that. Um, by the way, and yes, it'll count towards that because. Setting unrealistic goals is not a good idea either. Um, I think 600 to 700 is a good realistic goal, but if I know that I'm not getting the site traffic needed to meet that and everything else, well then I'm being unrealistic too. But I also need to know and gauge how well we're doing here. So for that reason, and in order to get more content on the site we will be doing a crowdfunding campaign. Um, Patreon has been suggested, and and for a good reason, because it can allow for ongoing support from people who like what we're doing. The only problem is, I need to make sure that something like that would be worthwhile, and in order to do that, we're going to do a one-off type of campaign first. And more details will be coming throughout this next several days. The first major crowdfunding campaign will do a few things. One, it will try to raise money to cover hosting for the website for 2015. And that'll include four additional domain names that I own. And I own those for a good reason, because I was a political candidate at one point, and I managed to you know, get a hold of them and keep them at the very end of everything else thing of it is, if I let those lapse and somebody gets a hold of them, uh, they can defame my name if they wanted to. And and yes, I can go through ICANN and everything else to say, hey, they're using it for nefarious purposes, but that's a long and arduous process and and not worth my time. Um, I If I can hold on to them, I will hold on to them. And Either way, that's what's going to happen. I will hold on to all four of those regardless. So even if I don't meet my goals next year and everything just erases itself away after a long, long time, those domain names will still be mine for as long as I'm alive. Because um, those are prime pieces of real estate online, and if somebody else gets a hold of them, they can do whatever they want. They could use them to basically assassinate mine my name if they really wanted to, and I'm not going to allow that to happen. So, you know, those would be included in the equation, the hosting would be included in that equation, but also having money so that I can essentially hire the people who are already working with me in a sense, and and I can pay them a little bit of money just for participating in the recording of an episode or participate in writing an article and having it published. And it would be by the job, per se, because, you know, if if somebody drops out and says, I can't do this anymore because something's come up, and I'd be understanding, that'd be money that can be diverted to somebody else or spread out evenly or what have you. 
and I would have to do some number crunching because what I'm wanting to do for for each article, and I think this is pretty competitive starting out for a lot of people, I, I'd be willing to pay somebody $10 for a well-written post, article, what have you, and be willing to pay somebody, you know, $15 per, you know, for just for being a part of a podcast episode and and they'd have to be there for you know for a good chunk of the episode and what have you they could bow out early if they had somewhere to be or what have you but but for being on an episode paying them for that kind of time but only only being able to pay them for so many episodes a month and then they could do the rest for free if if they enjoyed it that that much and be like, you know what, I know I'm not going to get paid for this, but can I volunteer? Um, that sort of thing. And I know this has been, this is going to be over an hour long, oh my goodness, but I'm really excited about that kind of direction. And if it brings in enough money, you know, we all can either leave our respective professions behind or or stay there if we really wanted to but we'd have more flexibility in our own lives either way so that's where we're at right now um next year 2015 is going to be kind of a year of a renaissance of sorts of going back to stuff that did work really well and and continuing our growth in a sense mentally and spiritually and all that good jazz because the next report there there's a reason for it to exist and it took me a while to remember why I started it in the first place because explaining things from from a pop culture perspective an outsider looking in perspective it's the type of thing that I've always wanted to do and the thing that I've always wanted to show people going no 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 these people don't actually believe this in fact these 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 people here there are different factions of them that believe fraction, fractions of things and they're at each other's throats and they're going through the same problems that a lot of people in activism have gone through over the years and we can learn from these from from everybody this way and that sort of thing that's why i had the phrase entertain yourself educate yourself empower yourself if you're not enjoying something then everything else is not going to matter if you're enjoying something you're going to learn more about it and the more you know about it the more powerful you as an individual become and the more so you become the more capable you can become and and that kind of loop kind of is it's beneficial it's very beneficial and that's the excitement that this all entails and what have you and and that's that's the thing and that's kind of what i wrote about on tumblr and somebody i guess favorited it because they liked what they saw with it because in a sense it was it was gamergate good bad or indifferent whether you agree with the hashtag used on Twitter or not, or other places or not, the good that's come out of it is people are starting to pay more attention to certain things, and they're not blindly following one direction or another. More people are waking up and realizing that they need to think for themselves, and not everything is black and white. There's shades of gray, and there's many colors of the rainbow that are pulsating through 
the cosmos on this. And that by ignoring those things, they're ignoring different perspectives. And that with recognition of, hey, there was a lot of bigotry, comes the recognition of, hey, it is okay for a guy to discuss women's issues. Because guys out there are actually getting it. They've gotten it for many, many years. The problem is, there's this rebel being put off by success syndrome, where you feel like you have to justify being a rebel. When you when you don't have to be in that aspect anymore, because things are changing for the better. But the thing of it is, we're so busy on the fighting aspects of things that we don't realize that there are holes that still need to be filled in, but we're not focusing on those holes. We're focused on, oh, the big uphill battle. Instead of making things, in that sense, more sophisticated, improving upon what's already there, we're, we're some of us are fighting as if we haven't made progress at all, when in fact we have but we just need to improve upon conveying of messages, and we just need to improve upon the dialogue by quite a bit. No bigotry is not all gone. It's going to remain. Bigotry and bias is how we can tell we are human, and how we can tell that we always have room for improvement. That's why we're not perfect, and that's why it's a good thing we're not perfect, because we always can get better. And that's the best part about being a human being, is there's always room for improvement. Always room for getting better. But by the same token, we also need to be able to look into the past and realize, hey, this thing that we thought was old-fashioned and out of style, maybe it wasn't so out of style after all. Sort of like how there was this fat phobia in food, and now we're suddenly finding out that hey, maybe we're not necessarily so correct after all. Maybe it's a little bit more complicated than that. And we're going back into the past to realize, hey, there were things that we left behind that actually did work. Let's pick some of those back up again and combine it with the new things that we've learned today in order to create something truly wonderful. And we're discovering that maybe we create our own success. And that sometimes people talk negatively throughout various media venues simply for the sake of gaining attention of the audience. Because if it bleeds, it leads. But sometimes, just sometimes, we can have our own message and be just as effective, if not more effective, than what's been in existence for the past several decades. Print media has changed by leaps and bounds. It's now online, and they're now discovering that people are tired of selective coverage, and they're tired of having others do the thinking for them. And that's the biggest part of the reason why I'm not in the newspaper business per se, and I have contributed to an independent news site, don't get me wrong, and I do need to 
get back to that on occasion and maybe suggest a monthly column or something like that, and we'll see what the guy says. But he's been busy with his own life. Part of the transitionary period has been people in media realizing that, hey, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to screw up, and sometimes it's okay to make amends with people that you've had conflict with. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Andy Lyons, because he had a conflict with the podcast and with the website because of a particular local story where details got more prominent attention after somebody from the Associated Press wrote about it. But the thing of it is, he went to a former co-host of mine and said, we need your help with the school newspaper. It's gone to hell because none of these people have a perspective of journalism inside of them. They don't understand the process of news gathering or the process of, you know, you know, of the publishing a newspaper and everything else and the quality has dwindled and and they they buried the hatchet and everything else and what have you and being able to work with somebody that you've had a conflict with in the past and everything else that tells me right there that you know there is hope for humanity and sometimes we have conflict with people and we have to let it slide and let it be water under the bridge but we also have to recognize when certain conflict teaches us that hey you're supposed to be the one in charge of your own publication you need to act like you're in charge of your own publication and i've had to learn that the hard way too and so it's been a learning experience for me in the last couple of years and everything else and I need to remain true to myself in that regards. And that's why I'm putting that kind of pressure on myself. And who knows? Things could change quite a bit. I could not meet my goal next year, but decide I enjoy it so much I'm going to keep doing it. Or if enough people say, hey, we love your website, please keep doing it. And that sort of thing. But I need to feel like I've earned the right to keep going and earned it. So with that, I'm going to leave out uh, I'm going to leave all of you and and this episode's by no means perfect and I know people are chuckling at the number of the episode. And the only remote sexual reference being in regards to, you know, a relationship that somebody in the indie video game scene may have had with with people that have written about her and what have you and blah 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 and that's the ironic part it, it's been vague at most <laughs> very very vague and, and for a good reason because sometimes the concepts are more important than name dropping um, the concept of you know not just ethics and 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 game journalism so to speak game publishing and game media. I I don't I don't I don't see a problem with personal associations with other people. I'm going to make that clear right now. What I do see a problem with is lack of disclosure on that. Um, when I wrote about Ken Starks, um, I 
you know, from now on especially, you know, I'm going to point out that I've I've helped him out in the past. Not much. And there wasn't. Um, whether it's writing about the fact that, you know, some initiatives of his are succeeding or not, going or he's making the attempt at it, or, you know, most of the time it wasn't very much that I could do, but I did what I could at the time. But I count him as a friend. An online friend, but a friend nonetheless that, you know, I can talk to on occasion, everything else. And he's he's... He he's going to be going through quite a bit of you know hell within the next several weeks himself because of surgery he's going to have and his vocal cords are basically going to be essentially non-functioning. He's not going to have a voice anymore and he's not going to use those robotic voices because he remembers being scared of them as a kid and he's not willing to put people young kids through that and I can understand and respect that. But he's and he's he's still trying to figure out what's going to happen afterwards, and he's just trying to get through it. But you know, from now on, if you know, if you know, I I've if I've had a friendship with somebody, I'm going to say I've I've known this person, or or if it's not so obvious, or what have you, you know, and that sort of thing, and that's you know that's why I say if. If I'm a cashier at Walmart at night, I'm going to say that's what I am when I'm talking about things from that perspective. Because, you know, a little bit of honesty can go a long way, and that doesn't mean I tell you every single freaking detail of it, because you don't always have to. Um, There are certain private things that, you know, you don't need to convey to the public, and, and you shouldn't have to, but something as essential as that you know, disclosure is appropriate, and I always fe- I feel that it's always appropriate to disclose if you're in a situation that may may look like there is a conflict of interest, and it may not always result in a conflict of interest. Um, there are people who have been friends of game publishers who are still capable of writing fair and honest reviews, and if if a published product is absolutely horrid garbage, they're going to say it. Um, because, you know, the sign of a true friend is telling you, hey, um, yeah, I'm your friend, and I always will be, but you'll always be mine, I hope, but th- this could have been a lot better. And everything else, because that's what real friends do, right? They They push you to be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. But, um, you know, I'm kind of rambling on and on. But those are my three long-term goals, is is to... Um, oh, man. It, it's I'm speaking way too much, because I, I, my brain's just frying right now. Um, you know, basically is to, you know, convert all, all, the, all the, you know magazine issues to HTML and convert to HTML and for subscribers and I'll I'll have more on that in the near future you know HTML5 elements mainly audio and video exclusive audio and video stuff you know having more co-hosts to the podcast you know at least two more and being able to bring in enough money for you know $600 is is the big goal. 
you know, for which is basically an equivalent to monthly expenses thereabouts, you know, rent, utilities, what have you. Um, doesn't include food or fuel. Um, but, you know, those sorts of things. Those three goals. And if I don't meet... If I don't meet number three, especially, I will just walk away from the website. You know, pretty much forever, unless something major happens. But it's a pretty good bet that's what's going to happen. So, you know... I'd be lying if I said no pressure, but there is some pressure. And, you know, 2014 was interesting, to say the least. I don't th- I don't think 2014 sucked so much as there were growing pains a lot of times. And there was a transitionary thing to something else that's going to get more and more interesting. So, things aren't going to be boring, uh, let me assure you of that. They're going to get very, very interesting, and we're going to be ready for it one way or another. So, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself, have a happy holiday season, and we will talk to you next year.